Welcome to another episode of the Great Iron Fantasy Football Podcast. Today is Monday, August 10th, 2020. And of course, I'm Chip. I'm your host. Thank you so much for listening. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to share this podcast with any of your friends or your family, please let them know that you can find us over on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also watch us over on YouTube at Great Iron Fantasy Football. So please don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss another episode. So what's up, everybody? I hope everyone had a good weekend. This weekend flown by pretty quickly for me. Um, it's one of those things where I'm trying to prep a bunch of videos, doing a lot of a lot of prep for my upcoming podcast and, and YouTube videos. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, that's this is part of it. When you're trying to do fancy football, you got to put the work in. You got to put the videos up. You got to put videos that and podcasts up that people are going to want to watch and see to get them prepped for their drafts, you know, but it didn't come with me binge watching on some things. Like I'm a type of person who likes to work with noise in the background. So I don't know how many times I've watched Ghostbusters or the office or, you know, the dark Knight. These are movies that are just on in the background for me that come on TV that for some reason, whenever they're on, they have to be on and I have to watch them to some, you know, capacity. So, uh, but you know, it's one of those things where, it's it's fun for me. I know I like having that 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 grind to be put in for you guys and to make sure that my listeners are getting all the details of every fancy you know player and strategies and all that. So I hope everyone's able to actually listen to the last podcast that I dropped on Friday. Um, I did a zero strategy mock draft and it was a very interesting mock draft. I wasn't anticipating Alvin Kamara going at the 101. But that's what happened. Um, I don't foresee that happening in any drafts unless you're really in a league with people that don't know the players, no names, but don't really know all the names. And then if you're worth with like a really big Saints fan, I mean, I can't see Alf Kamara going at the 101. I mean, he is creeping up the draft boards a little bit. I think I saw him on fancy probes. He was at the at the third position right now in PPR ranking. So it seems like he is getting up there in rankings. And another player that went fifth overall was Clyde Edwards Hilaire which it's not too crazy to kind of see him go that high, but there are going to be people that are going to overpay for him. And I think that's something that we're going to continue to see. So if you want to check out the complete draft board, I had posted the, the draft board over on my Instagram on Gridiron Fantasy Football. So if you want to check that out, then go over there on the social media and check it out. Um, let's go into the news. I mean, right now there hasn't been really a lot of things going on. The two biggest things right now is that Jarvis Landry is activated off the PUP list. You know, obviously, this is a good sign. This means he'll be ready for week one, which everyone knows that I, I've chosen Baker Mayfield as my bounce back player. And I think this helps Baker Mayfield's redemption tour this year for, you know, fancy owners from last year who got burned on him. I think this is the year that he finally turns it around and breaks out and has that bounce back season. But I think that that this is good. This is good news. Now, he's going to have all his weapons unless something happens in training camp. Baker Mayfield is going to have all of his weapons going into this season, which is going to be great for him. Um, and the other news we all, I talked about in the last podcast that Darius guys got released um, from the Washington football team. So everyone's talking about Antonio, you know, Antonio Gibson. And today Washington's running back coach, Randy Jordan came out and said that, you know, Antonio Gibson still needs to be able to learn, you know, learn the protections and diagnose blitzes and all that. You know, this isn't shocking. You know, he's a rookie who hasn't had a normal offseason. He hasn't had OTAs. It didn't have mini camps. So for, to hear a coach come out and say that he still needs to learn these things, I mean, that's obvious. I mean, this is something that all rookie running backs are going to have issues with. And that's why 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire for me is a guy that I'm, I'm I want to have on my team, but I don't want to overpay for him. But in order to have him, I'm going to have to overpay for him. But I just don't think these are the guys that I want to draft, hoping for something to happen in the beginning of the year because I just don't see it happening. You know, Antonio Gip, Antonio Gibson has a bunch of people in front of him. If I'm choosing any running back off the Washington Football Team, I'm choosing Antonio Gibson because of the upside. I do think like someone like Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Antonio Gibson are going to have a huge second, you know, part of the season. So that's what you're drafting. You want to try to draft, you know, these guys, especially Gibson. You can get still in the mid round, but his stocks continue to go up. But when it comes to Clyde Hilaire, you're going to have to overpay for him. So I'd rather take Gibson and then grab somebody that I really like that that's been doing it for years and years as my RB one. But I just don't want to choose someone who hasn't had a full off season to learn pass protections and all that stuff. So, um, We'll see, but right now, uh, those that's the news. Not really a big news weekend. So right now, we're gonna we're talking to this week on this podcast. We're talking about my must own running backs for 2020, and I chose three guys that that are ranked, you know, from six down to to 14. And I think these are three guys that I really like that I'm gonna be targeting in my drafts. And starting off with the number one running back. Now you have to understand these running backs are players that I think are going to give you good upside and value. And like I said, most people are going to choose the Alvin Kamara's, the Saquon Barkley's, the Christian McCaffrey's. I mean, we all know like those are must own running backs. Like there's no dispute on that. So I try to pick running backs that are kind of on that fringe that you can still get, but also possibly give you that top five upside. And the first guy that I have on my list is Joe Mixon. I have him ranked right now at the number six position. I have him above Derrick Henry and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I just have seen him do it year in, year out. He is a guy that hasn't been really given the opportunity to be that full workhorse running back, but he's had fancy success. I mean, last year he was the RB13. You know, the rush, the rush off, the rushing, the rushing offense for the Bengals, very lower tier. They were 25th last year. But it doesn't mean that I still don't love Joe Mixon in the PPR formats. You know, I've always loved his 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 talent. He's a complete running back. I just don't understand why they don't use him more out of the backfield. You know, he's a great wide receiver out of the backfield. He's a natural pass catcher. And the only problem is he only had 35 reception on 45 targets last year. Which doesn't make sense because he's better than that. Um, you know, and despite the ups and downs that he had last year, he did managed to be able to have six, you know, six games last year where he was the R- he finished as the RB1. Now, when I say RB1, that means that he was, he finished the week uh, between one and 12. So, you know, anything that's between one and 12, I call and def- define as an RB1. You know, he was able to manage over a thousand yards on the ground with eight total touchdowns. Now, Mixon last year was, you know, he was dropped in a lot of leagues. You know, he was having an awful season and a lot of people were benching him or dropping him. I was fortunate enough to grab him on our free agency because we have a free-for-all free agency. So once a player gets dropped in my main league, there's 24 hours where the player's locked, and then it's it's free for anybody to get. So there's no fab budget or anything like that. And I happen to be – I was working with a patient, and I hopefully nobody at my work hears this, but um, I was working with a patient, and she was on her – like she was resting between exercises, and I knew that the time frame to pick him up was coming up. So I went on the website and I was able to get him, you know, and he helped me get to a fantasy championship because he had a great um, season after his bye week. 
And I think that, uh, you know, unfortunately, he didn't perform in. If I, I made it to the championship game. And unfortunately, he, he had a stomach bug and he didn't perform in the championship game. But he did help me get to the championship game. But you can't fault a guy who had an illness. But um, I do think this year there's there's I feel like there's more for him to do. I mean, I think with Joe Burrows coming in as a rookie uh, quarterback, I do think that he's going to be that safety outlet for for Joe Burrows. I think that he, his targets are going to get up, go up in in just in workload because the fact of the matter is he is a guy that you can rely on. And Joe Mixon, to me, is a guy that can – he's obviously a workhorse running back. He's a three-down back. There's no need for him to come off the field. So I really think that with that being the case – you know, they need to get him the ball more. I mean, he only had five targets once last year, which when a guy that's that capable of catching the ball shouldn't only have one game with five targets. Um, so with that being said, I just hope that Zach Taylor, the new head coach or the head coach for the Cincinnati Bengals will give him the ball because he, he is too good not to get the ball. Um, I, I'm getting, I'm, I'm going after Joe, Joe Mixon this year um, as much as I can, you know, it's a little easier in the auction league that I'm in, but um, he's a guy that I feel like is going to have a great season. So he's a must-own for me. And moving on to my second must-own running back, I have Miles Sanders. This is another guy. I own Miles Sanders in, one of, in, in two of my dynasty leagues, and I love the fact that I have him. You know, last year he ended the season as an RB15. And him being an RB15 with him not getting full workload is, is actually not bad. I mean, right now he is ranked 10 overall. And, you know, the, the Eagles have a good rushing offense. I mean, they were 11th last year in rush offense. I mean, Miles Sanders really didn't emerge last year until December. You know, he tallied up 80 rushing yards or 80 rushing attempts for 380 yards and two touchdowns. So he had a great, you know, he had a great December. He also added 23 receptions for 170 yards and two touchdowns. So he's obviously a dual threat running back. You know, he obviously began the season slow there. I mean, Jordan Howard was there, but once Jordan Howard went down, I mean, we saw what Miles Sanders can do. And even though he was still sharing time with Jordan Howard, he did have five games last year that he was he did finish as an RB1. So he's capable of being able, even if he had a share of workload, he is that talented to be able to have games where, you know, he can be an RB1. But, you know, obviously, Miles Sanders last year was utilized more when the team was winning. So that's where a lot of the production came from. But... That, with that being the case, this is a different season. He's he is by far the number one running back going to 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 the season this year, and I think that we see we see that. I think that you know last year he his targets were he his average depth of target was eight point two yards per target. So we know that they're going to throw the ball to him down the field, you know, dump the ball off to him in screens. Like he is a guy that can do that. So for me, I mean, we saw him get five to six targets consistently from week 12 and on. So if he's able to get the targets, he's gained the, you know, he's gained his touches on the, in the, his rushing attempts, he's going to do well. And I think that, you know, it's, it's on it's just a matter of the workload. It was a little concerning that they were talking about adding another running back to the Eagles backfield. They didn't do that. Devontae Freeman's still a free agent. They didn't go after LaShawn McCoy because LaShawn McCoy had said that he is, he was choosing the Eagles and the Bucks and different teams, but they didn't add him. So for me, it's clear that Miles Sanders is the number one running back going into the season. Now you do have Bart Scott. So that could be somebody who takes some time away from Miles Sanders. But I don't know. I just feel like it just it just makes me feel that Miles Sanders is going to get 
the workload that he needs to be an RB1. Um, he is being drafted right now around that 10th position. So that's probably where he may end the season. But there's a lot of upside for Miles Sanders. The offense is good. I just I just see a lot coming from him this year. So Miles Sanders is my second must-own running back for the 2020 season. And last, I have as my third must-own running back for this year, I have Josh Jacobs. You know, I owned Josh Jacobs last year again. And, you know, in one of my other, you know, I've owned and it's funny, like in most of these players I'm talking about, I owned last year just in one of my leagues. I play in five leagues, so these are guys that I've owned in, in some of my leagues. But Josh Jacobs, I owned in one of my main leagues, and he was kind of a frustrating, frustrating player to own. You know, he was a guy that had high hopes. Um, he didn't have a bad season. I mean, he did end the season as the RB14, so it wasn't like it was an awful season. Um, but right now he is ranked at the his, his ECR is as 14 so you know he's he's kind of that fringe rb1 rb2 uh player but you know the oakland raiders have a decent rushing offense i mean they're 13th last year but honestly josh jacobs i mean this is this this guy right here is by far one of the most talented players we have in the league at the running back position you know it just it's frustrating that he's not being utilized to his full capability I mean, even Joe Mixon, it's frustrating that he's not getting used in his full capability as a, as a pass catcher. But Josh Jacobs, he can catch the football. And I just don't understand what's going on and why he was not being utilized that way last year. Now, this guy is a, he's 5'10", 220 pounds and extremely talented. Like this guy is a guy who can just blow up anybody. And, you know, it's just, it's just weird to see John Gruden not really feed into that. So... You know, John Gruden continues to say that he'll be used more in the passing game, but it was we never saw that last year. It was it was something that we were hoping for. Where again, you know, we're we're trying to see okay, maybe this will be this will be the week that he that he gets the you know the receptions, but it never happened. I mean, it won't result last year. He only had twenty receptions on twenty seven targets, and those receptions resulted in ten percent of his actually fancy production. So. I don't know. He Jacob still had a good rookie season. Don't get me wrong, but you know he did end up as 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 an RB one five times last year. But three of those games, like most of his fantasy production, came in three games. So those are the games where he had twenty three or more PPR points. And this is the this is the games that he had. He averaged one hundred nine yards per game, and he had multiple touchdowns. He had two touchdowns. So he can be that solid RB one this year if. They get him more involved in the passing game. So hopefully that happens. I mean, last year he had nine games of two or fewer receptions. And that's not that's not something you do for a guy who's that talented and, and catching the football. So I know they re-signed Jalen Richard. I know they added Henry Ruggs in the in the draft, but you know, that will maybe take away from some of his targets. But Jacobs is a workhorse running back he is somebody who doesn't need to come off the field at all they don't need to put Jalen Richard in they could just use Jacobs I mean he's that talented so I just get frustrated to see a guy who's capable of doing these things and the coach is not doing it you know so but I'm not an NFL coach I don't know you know obviously everything that goes on with that so he did only play 13 games last year because he injured his shoulder so maybe it's load management for him I have no idea but he's definitely a guy who who really should come off the field um, but even if he doubles 
honestly, if he doubles his targets and his receptions, he's clearly an RB1. I just hope that 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 happens. I mean, we hear it, you know, time in and time out that Jacob is going to get the receptions and it still hasn't happened. So hopefully this year it does. Hopefully John Gruden stays honest and gives Jacobs a bigger role in the passing game. But who knows? We'll see what happens. But it's one of those things where we just have to, to kind of play out and see. But, you know, that's right now. Those are my three guys. I mean, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders and, and Josh Jacobs are guys that I, I am targeting um, if I don't already have them in dynasty leagues and and whatnot. So that's it. I mean, those are the guys that I, I'm choosing for my most owned running backs. And you have any questions or there's someone that you think should be on the must own list, please leave a comment, you know, down, you know, down below, because we want to see us in, you know, I want to engage with you guys. I want to see these, you know, these comments so I can answer back and forth and tell me what you agree or disagree about my choices. I mean, this is something that I, I I'm open to it. So please, please allow for that dialogue to happen. So thank you so much for listening today. Like I said, please like comment and share the podcast, the YouTube video. Um, the next episode, I'm actually going to do another mock draft. So this mock draft is going to be a little different. This mock draft will be formatted kind of how I, in my main league, it's going to be a 10-team, two-quarterback uh, uh, PPR format. So that that makes the dra- draft strategy a lot different. So if you're in leagues like that, please check out that next video. That should be up by Thursday or Friday of this week. So please don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And also, you can find us over on Facebook and Twitter at the Gridiron Pod and on Instagram at Gridiron Fantasy Football. That's it for today. Hope you have a great day, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care.